Hello everyone and welcome back to the In The Saddle podcast. My name is Chris Loder and I am joined by Katie Midwinter as we'll be previewing this weekend's racing where our, our attentions will be on Wynn Canton, Aintree and Dam Royal. But before we get into the racing, Katie, how are things with you? Is your head now coming into the jumps mode? Yes, um, it was really exciting to Uh, he's 
he's an interesting Irish raider here, and you'd, you'd have to respect him. Uh, five to one is is probably a, a decent price too. So, yeah, Napasil isn't a favourite that I'd I'd be backing. Yeah, I, I don't think he's a good thing, and he could well go and improve plenty for his debut of offences. But I I wouldn't be backing him. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of in agreement with you there. I'm happy to let him go and win at four to six. I'm sure there'll be people listening, and there'll be punters on the day that will put in put him in uh, probably a few multiples, but. For me, I don't think he's a banker. And like I said, that stat about Paul Nichols' uh, favourites in this race in recent years getting turned over, that does ring alarm bells with me. And I wasn't particularly um, coming away from that chap. So I'm thinking, wow, like that was a good that was a good uh, chase debut. Obviously, he is entitled to improve. And Paul Nichols has said in the media that some of his horses are probably going to improve for their first run this season. But 4-6, I'm prepared to leave him alone. I thought... Uh, two horses that were interesting. Both will be making their chase debuts. Was Doyen Star for Evan Williams. He's done nothing wrong so far. Three out of three. Point to point winner. And then he's won his two starts subsequently for Evan Williams. There's not much uh, to write home about when it comes to the form of some of those races. But he hasn't done anything wrong, like I say. And eight to one, he definitely is respecting. But I thought Gavega was interesting for Gary Moore. A lot of talk about this horse last season when he was... Uh, running over hurdles, didn't do too badly at the start of last season, won a couple at Lingfield, Fontwell, then went to Graded Company, got found out, got back on track by winning at Sandown, and then he was pulled up in the Imperial Cup. He was actually uh, sent off favourite for that race as well. He went off 9-2. to two. Maybe now coming over fences, could see him in a better light. Um, he probably wouldn't want the ground too testing, but as long as it's not too heavy, I, I think at 8-1, I think he's an interesting runner, and I wouldn't be at all surprised to see him run well. So I do think there's a there's a couple of interesting opponents in here that if you wanted to take on um, Napasil, you could do. But for me, I'm I'm going to sit on the fence with this one and, and just watch the race. But um, yeah, I wouldn't be at all surprised if Napasil got turned over. So that's our thoughts then on the 150 at Wincanton. We then move on to the feature race of Wincanton's national hunt season. I love this race. I used to do a bit of work at um, Wincanton, and I always have, since I've got into racing, loved watching this race. And this year's renewal is a little bit disappointing. Only 11 runners. We're normally used to getting 16, 17, 18 runners. So it is a, a weakish-looking renewal this year. But the betting does look like this. 3 under through 5 is your favourite at 10 to 3. We've then got last year's winner, Frodon, at 7 to 2. The Big Breakaway at 13 to 2. Ashtown Loud at 9. Sam Brown, 10s. Bally Griffin Cottage, 14s. Along with Black, Black Dark, Jack Magic and certainly Red. Uh, and uh, biggest are the rest. Now, Katie, um, obviously Paul Nichols has got a good record in this race. He's won it the likes in recent years uh, with Frodon. Um, do we think Frodon's got a good chance to uh, go in again this year? Well, I, I really love Frodon and I'd love to see him win again. He's off 158 again here. So you'd like to think he has every chance gets into a nice rhythm out in front. He can be very difficult to peg back. He's a wonderful jumper of a fence. And, uh, yeah, he's such a, a popular horse, isn't he? So it would be great to see him go and win. But uh, it's just a hefty weight to carry again on, on testing ground. He, he has done it before, but uh, I'd say he has tougher opposition this year. Uh, although it is only a field of 10, I think there's a few, a few nice horses in here. Um, who have plenty of experience in, in these kinds of races. Three under through five, 
uh, I'd like to see him off a lower mark. Uh, so I wouldn't be with him at the prices. And he seems to have shortened a bit as well since this afternoon. So at around 130, I... I'd leave him at that price, although he is a horse I like. This is a first run after Windot. Maybe he'll need it. Um, we'll have to see. But, uh, yeah, I'd be happy enough just to see him win at that price, to be honest. Um, I think the value bet in here is Sam Brown. Off a mark of one five two. I think he's fairly treated at the weights. Uh, he was in the process of running a big race at the Punchestown Festival when he was last seen. He came down at the second last there, but he was clear and it looked like he was going to win his race. Um, he's up two pounds for that, uh, although he fell. Um, so it was, a, it was a good performance. It was a shame that he wasn't able to, to stay on his feet. Um, but I, I just think at the prices here at 10 to one, he's quite a solid contender. He's run well. Fresh in the past, although uh, last year he didn't win when fresh. He was only four lengths behind uh, Brave Man's Game, uh, giving him a pound. And, you know, we we saw what Brave Man's Game went on to do. Um, so I, I just think it's, it's a nice price at double figure odds for him. And he'd be the way that I'd play this race. I'd probably go each way, um, Sam Brown and... You know, maybe have a little save on Frodon because uh, heart overhead, I'd be with Frodon here. But you know, I do think Sam Brown has a has a nice chance. Yeah, I can see the case there for Sam Brown. Always been a, a very good horse. Just hasn't been um, the easiest to train for Anthony Honeyball. I know he's had a couple of niggles over the years, but when he has got him right, he has definitely been a very good servant for him. And who knows, maybe he can roll back the years. He's 11 years old. But yeah, one you have to respect. Frodon as well. Um, uh, this is probably going to be his Gold Cup. You know, he's probably been primed for it. He's off the same mark as last year, one five eight. But I wondered if age was catching up with him. And I talk about Gold Cups here. Um, I think this could be three under through fives Gold Cup. Harry Cobden taking the ride. I thought his run last year in the in the Scottish National was a really good run. He wore first time cheek pieces that day. They're going to be keeping him on again here. And he's off the same mark, 147. Now, I get your point, Katie, about that he has maybe often just struggled when it's come to the handicapper. He's always been up against it. His mark's probably been higher than his actual rating, and he's not always been able to take advantage of that. But I just think this is a really weak renewal of this race. And some of the nationals that he was running in last year and some of the big staying handicaps i just think they were miles better than what he's running against here i mean the likes of the opposition the big breakaway i mean he's got postcode figures next to his name and he's always a hard horse to get right ashtown lad getting on a bit now bally griffin cottage we don't know where he is and then you're looking at the others like this is going to require require career best to win this race from them in my opinion so i do think if three under three five runs up to his Scottish national form last year. I do think he's a worthy favourite at 10 to 3, and this could just be his day. Obviously, if he was to go and win this race, win it well, he's probably then going to go, what, what, five, six, seven pounds? Then then he's going to struggle, in my opinion. I come to Katie's point about, like, if he was to go to a Welsh national or uh, even a Midlands national, you know, or even a Grand national, who knows? Um, 
I just think he would be up against it then and he would want his handicap mark to drop. So I do think that this is going to be his big day. And for that reason, I'm just going to have to side with three under through five. I think he is the, the one that they've all got to beat, in my opinion. So we're now moving on to the three o'clock at Wincanton. It's the Jennings Bet Elite Hurdle. This used to be a graded race. But it isn't anymore. Uh, Rubo is your favourite at five to six. We then got Hansard at seven to four. West Balboa is ten to one, but we should say he does have an engagement at Aintree, so he's likely to go there. Sacra Kerr is forty to one, and then we've got Glorious off the outsider at fifty to one. Casey, I thought Rubo was quite impressive on his uh, seasonal reappearance at Kempton. Do we think if he runs up to that form, he's a sure at five to six? Nope, I would want to take him on. He isn't proven on soft ground and he was pulled out of the grade one at Aintree because of the ground uh, that was actually described as good to soft that day. But I was there and it was pouring throughout the day, uh, so it was quite testing. I just am not sure how effective he's going to be on a softer surface and I would not take a chance at him on the prices. Um, I thought Hansard ran well at Atria at a big price. He has been well beaten by Rubad when a short favourite before, but he was a bit keen then. And I think you can forgive him a disappointing run. Uh, they clearly expected more from him uh, on that day. And he is proven on soft ground. Um, so I think he's probably the way that I'm leaning uh, towards in this race, just that soft ground. Uh, form only four and a half lengths behind in the pocket at Aintree, uh, beat Master Chewy to win um, at Plumpton last, well, at the start of the year, um, which was a was a decent run again on soft ground. So, yeah, he'd be the one that that I'd side with. Yeah, I do think obviously it looks a match between them two, and and Rubo as well does have to give away a, a six pounds to Hansard, so. That could come into effect. I think personally, if Rhubarb gets a, an easy lead here, goes handy, goes to the front, I think he just might be a little bit hard to peg back. And he's the kind of horse as well that I could see going on. Um, Obviously, he's nowhere, n- not going to get anywhere near Constitution Hill. But in these kind of grade two uh, races, these grade two two-mile hurdles, I think he's going to be placed in them a lot this season. And I wouldn't be at all... Uh, surprised to see him uh, pick up a few of them. So, um, yeah, for me, I think Robo is the most likely one and is probably the way I'm siding here. But not a not a particularly strong vote of confidence, but I, I do think um, I think he'll go fairly close. Um, the 3.32 is the next race we're going to look at. It's a Jennings bet. Richard Barber Memorial Mayor's Handicap Hurdle. Always like this race. Um, often see a few good mares running it. Lime Avenue is your favourite, nine to four. I'll have the nightlife next in at four to one. Vicky Vale at eleven to two. Plenty of time, seven to one. Great snow, eight. Space Voyage, sixteens, and bigger are the rest. Now, the the horse at the top of the bet in here is Lime Avenue and. She started off the season really well last year when she won her bumper at Chepstow. She absolutely bolted up by 14 lengths that day. And then she then kind of struggled. Um, have to be said, she was second when she was well beaten here in another hurdle. She then went to Exeter, was stuffed uh, on heavy ground. And then she kind of got her season going again when she won um, in February this track over this course and distance um, by five lengths, beating Great Snow, who does rear post. So... 
She has to be respected. But again, is the ground going to be too soft for her? The one I thought was worth taking a chance on was uh, Vicky Vale um, for the Skeletons. I was really impressed by the way she did it um, on her seasonal uh, appearance last year when she bolted up by 17 lengths at Hereford. She was then um, thought good enough to run in a shallow hurdle. And we all know how good that race worked out last year. It was a proper... Um, it was a proper graded race in the way the forms worked out since, even though Hermes Allen didn't go on to deliver at the Cheltenham Festival. But then you look at their form afterwards, was running up against the likes of You Wear It Well, who we know is a fantastic mare. And in here off a mark of 118, I think she's fairly capable. Tristan Darrow as well is an absolute steal claiming £5. So I think Vicky Vale could be the class act in here and there could be a little bit more to come from her. So I'm going to be siding with the skeletons of Vicky Vale in the Mayor's Handicap Hurdle at Wynn Canton. Okay, we're now going to move on to the 245 at Aintree where they've got a good card there. Should say that this race is um, due to have an inspection first thing Friday morning to see if the course, um, the Grand National course, can take the race. Uh, so bear in mind that we are recording this on Thursday night. The rest of Aintree's card shouldn't be a problem though. So the track was currently raceable, what I saw earlier today. So it could just be the races over the national fences that are affected. And Jeff Skill is your favourite at 10-3 for Henry Brook, Oliver Greenhall and Josh Guerrero. We've then got Fantastic Lady at 11-2. Born by the Sea at 15-2, Cooper's Cross 8-1, along with Nassalam, Halfshot 9s, Percussion 10s, bigger are the rest. Now, Katie, Jess Skill here. Um, interesting horse, did pretty well last year for Connections, has gone over to France. Do we think they're a worthy favourite? Yeah, he is a worthy favourite, and the Yard have been having plenty of winners recently. So, you know, you'd expect him to go well he'd be the one to be finished second in this race last year he's run well a couple of occasions at Aintree um so I, I can't see much of a reason to oppose him um but also I'm I'm not jumping to back him either because I just think it's a bit of a trappy race uh fantastic lady is a nice mare um I was at Aintree when when she was just beaten by Bill Baxter um, and I think that's a, a good level of form. Bill Baxter is a horse that I, I really like. And, um, yeah, I think it's a good level of form. It's, she's run to a, a nice level there and she's proven that she's, she copes with the fences at Aintree. Um, but 12 stone is a lot to carry and she has to give away a bit of weight to a few of these who are possibly, um, better handicapped than her. Born by the Sea coming over has proven himself in the Grand National, um, completed the course, uh, was it last year? Um, so, you know, he has to be in with a chance, has to be respected coming over from Ireland. Cooper's Cross as well is one that is a bit interesting after after his run in, in the Scottish Grand National um, behind Kitty's Light. Three lengths behind on that day, 25 to 1, off a mark of 133, running off 136 here now. I, I think he's quite interesting. Gana Passi is a horse that that I backed last time out. I was quite interested in him because you know, we know he was with Willie Mullins in the past and you'd like to think there'd be a, a little bit more to come from him now. He seems to have lost his way 
uh, but he has some decent form if you look through it in the past. Um, he's been beaten by some really good horses. And, and so you'd like to think there'd be a bit more ability in him that, than what he's showing at the moment and what he has shown for his new connections. Um, Sean Bowen is an eye-catching jockey booking. And I just think at 25 to 1... I might have a little favour on him uh, just to see if this if this um, trip to Aintree, if it can reignite a bit of a spark in him uh, because, you know, you'd like to think there's some ability there. And so I just, I wonder if this is something that is going to suit him. And and if it does, then a mark of 131 is, is a very workable mark for him. So Ganapati each way, I would be a little bit interested in but as i said it's a bit of a trappy race and you can make a case for a few of them um so i won't ramble on about all of them but yeah maybe ganapati just interests me a little bit yeah he was actually as big as 40s earlier today now 25 so there has been a little bit of money the midwinters millions coming for that one um but yeah ganapati why not yeah, I quite like um, Jess Gill myself. He's currently uh, 100 to 30. I think that's the correct price, isn't it, Katie? Burlington Bertie, 100 to 30. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, if, if you want to know why I just said that, because Katie's been prodding me all evening <laughs> on the WhatsApp chat, going, you don't say it correctly. So Burlington... I don't think all evening. I think for the past couple of months. Yeah, true. But uh, I've learned my lesson now, so... I'm always going to well, say... Well, the listeners can tell us what they say. Do they say 10 to 3 or do they say 100 to 30? Yeah, whatever way you say it, it's, it looks the same anyway. It says It's just what it says on the screen. So I'm just reading what it says on the screen. But um, anyway, that's probably one for the old timers. I think the modern people will just call it... The younger peak brigades will call it just 10 to 3. Are you calling me old-fashioned? Maybe. But... Um, We'll have to see. I think we're both old-fashioned at heart. But uh, anyway, I'm going to explain the case why I like Jess Gill. Now, Jess Gill, for me, I think he's a horse that's got a lot more potential to come over these fences. Did really well, like I said, last year. He, he came second in this race behind our dancer, and then he just got touched off um, in the beacher uh, when he was beaten by Ashtown Lad. And he just seems to come alive over these fences. He's been over to France a few times as well for connections. He won... Uh, last time out over in France and Ollie Greenall and Josh Carrera really good partnership at the moment they're going in the right direction Henry Brooker's getting lots of opportunities with them as well so I think of a mark of 138 I don't think this is a particularly good race there's not too many horses that have got experience over these fences as well I just think that might go against some of the field and that's where Jess Gill can come into his own if there was a danger for like Katie said Born by the Sea is interesting He's off a £3 lower mark than when he ran in the Grand National. Wasn't disgraced at all that day, finishing in sixth behind Karish Rambler. Um, I think over this kind of trip, dropping back, that might see him to good effect. Have to respect him. He's ran about 15 to two shot. If I had to take on Jess Gill, I would go with Born by the Sea. But for me, I do think Jess Gill will uh, give uh, punters a winning favourite there. I think, he, I think he's got a really good chance. So that's why I'm going to go with him in the Grand Sefton. We're now going over to Dan Royal now for their feature race of the year. It's the 220. It's the Three Mile Labrox Champion Chase Grade 1. And Jerry Colomb is your favourite at 
five to six odds on. We've then got Manella Endo next in the betting, former Cheltenham Gold Cup winner at nine to two, Conflated next in at six to one, and then Envoy Alone as well is also six to one. Katie, for many people, Jerry Colom is their idea already of potentially next year's Cheltenham Gold Cup winner. But if he's going to be up to that kind of calibre, he's got to be winning this race. Um, do we think he's a good thing or do we think we want to take him on here? I don't think you can call him a good thing in that field. Definitely not. You've got a Gold Cup winner in there. You've got a horse that was third uh, in the Gold Cup this year and you've got a horse that absolutely loves Down Royal and his top class on his day. You definitely can't call him a good thing. Um, I think you can make a strong case for each and every one of these horses. It's a select field. It's a small field, but it's a very high quality race. And I I love Envoy Allen, and I'd love to see him win again. But I I don't think three miles on soft ground is is going to suit him at all. To be honest, uh, I I think Jerry Colon six to five on. I'll let him win at that. Um, but I think conflated at six to one is a nice bit of value in this race. Uh, I think six to one is a very big price for him. Um, I just think the three miles soft ground, it will really suit him. He ran a career best in the Cheltenham Gold Cup behind Galapinda Champs and Brayman's game. It's an excellent run. He's a really nice horse. He's a reliable horse. And he's had a recent run, which I think is key to him. Uh, he doesn't really go too well fresh. But the fact that he's he's had that run at Punchestown last month, I think it will set him up nicely for this. And I think he could spring a surprise here. I'd, I'd definitely prefer to take Conflator 6-1 to one, uh, over Jerry Colomb 5-6. to six. I know Jack Kennedy's riding Jerry Colomb. And look, Jerry Colomb is a horse I really like. He's only seven. He's got plenty of improving uh, to come, you think. But I just think six to one is a really enticing price for Conflated. And, and he'd be the one I'd, I'd be with here. Okay, Conflated it is for Katie. I'm actually going to go for last year's winner, Envoy Len. Uh, Love this horse. Always had a real big soft spot for him. Gave me a really good day at Cheltenham when he won the Ryanair. But I just think, as you said, Katie, he absolutely loves down royal and i didn't think he actually ran that badly last time even though he was um third behind easy game at goran park that form has actually not worked out that badly because we saw gentleman's game go and take the scalp of brave man's game last week in the charlie hill so it's good to see that run being boosted he was strong in the market that day as well he went off 13 to 8 favorite but i think that there's a few question marks over some of her some in here for me, Jerry Colomb, I'm not sure how good he is against some of these more battle-hardened types. Now, the novice form, yes, he won his grade one, but I'm not sure how good it is. I'm not sure how strong it is. Obviously, it's yet to be tested, but I wasn't thinking going into a lot of those novice chases last year that, apart from maybe the Arkle, that, that it was really standout knockout form. So, I think he's Going to have to improve on what he's shown so far. But as Katie said, he's still a young horse. He could still improve. Manello Endo did well to win last time out. But he's a 10-year-old. 
I want to be taking him on. Conflated, for me, he's always a little bit in and out. Hard to predict. Whereas Envoy Len, he can be sometimes hard to predict. But we know when he turns up at Down Royal, he often runs his race. And for me, at 6-1, to one, I do think he's a little bit big there. I think if I was pricing him up, I'll have him run about maybe the 4-1 to one mark. 9-2. to two. I think 6-1, to one, I don't think that is a bad price, actually, in this field. So for me, I'm just going to take a chance with Envoy Len. I think... Maybe it'll just come forward for that run, and uh, I, I think uh, I think he's the value of the field here. Uh, but each to their own. So um, yeah, that is uh, the main races rounded off for this weekend. Now, Katie, obviously we've got lots of racing elsewhere. Um, is there anything else that you want to talk about? Uh, give a mention to uh, one of my old favourites. Um... That's running at Newcastle on Saturday, and I was really glad to be on him when he won at Doncaster a couple of weeks ago. And that is Zip. He's back out here now, bidding for back-to-back wins. He's running in three fifteen, drops back in in trip over six furlongs. But he loves Newcastle. He has finished second there, um, and he's won one in his last three races. Uh, off the mark from 90, I think he has a great chance uh, and I just would love to see him go and win again. So I'd be keeping him on side at Newcastle. Okay, one tonight then at Newcastle. I like one at Newcastle, like I said, in the November handicap. is actually um, the outsider of the field or one of the outsiders of the field and that's pride win for Sean Levy and George Scott. Has a really good record on the all-weather and didn't discredit himself last, um, or in the summer, I should say, when he was running in some decent races. He placed in a lot of hot handicaps. And I think coming back to the all-weather will really suit him. He's only run on um, the all-weather seven times, but he's won three on three occasions. And the last time Sean Levy actually rode him, he won on him um, at Haydock. So it's interesting that he's coming back here. First time cheap pieces. Dropping back and trip to a mile and a half, I think, will suit. He's not been seen since um, running in the Shergar Cup. So I think coming back off a little bit of a break, he's 25 to 1. You're probably going to get a couple of extra places with some firms. I just thought uh, he was a bit of a big price there. And I wouldn't be at all surprised to see him uh, run, a, run a huge race. I'm then going um, elsewhere for a couple. The first one... I like to mention is in the 135 at Aintree. It's the Potemps uh, Network Handicap Hurdle, one of the qualifiers, obviously, for the final at the Cheltenham Festival. Now, I'm going to go with Remastered here um, for Jack Tudor and David Pipe. He's around about 13 to 2 uh, short. He won this race last year, admittedly off a lower mark, but I was looking through this race and I just don't think it's that strong this year. I, did, I didn't think there was a lot of strength and depth and he is obviously £8 higher from when he won this race last year, but he, he's running this race the last two years. He won it last year, and then the time before that, he still ran a good race to finish third. I just wonder, again, we were talking about Gold Cups earlier, could this be potentially his Gold Cup? David Pipe's horses, although they've not had a winner in the last couple of weeks, they've not been running badly. He's had a few seconds this week, so... They're not badly out of form, but it wouldn't at all surprise me to see uh, Remastered have maybe one final day in the sun. And he's had a wind up as well, and we know he handles this course and distance. So for me, I think 13-2, I don't think that's a bad price there. The other horse then, I'm going to give a mention to, who is going to be my nap this weekend. Don't know what price he is, but I think he's just going to win. It's in the 140 at Kelso. It's a horse called Ned Tanner for Danny McMenamin. 
and Nick Alexander. Now this horse, I think you just need always needs his first run of the season. He didn't run a bad race, in my opinion, over three miles at Carlisle when he finished fifth behind Gatapan Colonge, who's a horse I think is going to go on to some really smart things this season and some decent staying handicap chases. But if you look at his record at Kelso, it's really good. He's ran at Kelso quite a few times during his career, and he's won there twice. And he always seems to come on for his second run. Like I said, he actually won on the second start of the season last year. And I do think off a mark of 119, He's more than capable. This is a, a a weaker race than what he ran in last time. I'm not sure what kind of price he's going to be, but I think Nick Alexander has found a good race for him here. Nick Alexander does have another horse in the race, up Hellier King. But for me, Ned Tanner, he's still only a seven-year-old. Some of his form from last season reads pretty well. And for me, like I say, I think this is a good opportunity for him to build on a promising run at Carlisle last time out. And he's going to be my nap of the weekend so that is it then for uh, the podcast thanks again to katie for giving up her time hopefully we found you some winners this weekend remember to follow us on social media we're on twitter and instagram at in the saddle pod remember to follow us on all the podcast platforms as well on spotify soundcloud and apple please remember to gamble responsibly and we'll be seeing you again soon